Guidance is the key to great relationships between MSPs and their customers. Too many of you aren't providing the right kind of guidance, and that's causing friction with your customers. Friction is usually resolved by attorneys that bill by the hour, and they don't give a damn about your business. You don't want that. You want to provide guidance. You want to know how? Listen up. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Technology Broadcast. I actually think this is episode 50. So we've reached that 50-episode mile mark. I really appreciate all of you guys who listen, who subscribe. You have made this podcast the number one MSP-devoted podcast in the country. So thank you for that. Now, today we're going to talk about guiding your customers, which is just a simple way of saying that you need to take your customers by the proverbial hand and tell them what to do and when to do it. It's simply not enough to list your services in a statement of work or a scope of work or a proposal or whatever you use, and then assume that your customers will know what any of that means or the importance of the services that you're offering. Remember, you're the IT expert. Your customer is not an IT expert and probably considers it a major programming triumph if uh, if he terminates an application in Windows by closing the application in Task Manager. That's a victory. I mean, really, I mean it. I can't overstate the size of the gap that exists between what you are recommending to your customer and what your customer believes that it needs. You are going to recommend services A, B, C, and D. But your customer will only think that it needs A and B and probably wants the most basic versions, right, of those services to save money. So it's up to you, the MSP, to close the gap of misunderstanding. If you don't, then you will have mismanaged expectations. And that's, well, that's where lawyers make all the money. I can tell you, having practiced in this area for over two decades, After having counseled thousands of MSPs, the most expensive, the most belligerent battles between MSPs and their customers virtually always have to do with mismanaged expectations. It always boils down to mismanaged expectations. The customer thinks it's going to get a lot more than you offered, and you, the MSP, well, you think the customer fully understands the limitations and and the parameters of what you're offering. Trust me. Your customer does not understand the situation, and it's up to you to make sure that the service that's being offered is described clearly and unambiguously. If that's not the case, then you know what? Just put me on retainer, because eventually you'll find yourself in litigation or arbitration over something that could have been clarified in just a few sentences in your statement of work. Now, Even if you are able to close that gap of understanding, I should say that gap of misunderstanding, right? There is still the issue of scope creep. Let's not forget about scope creep. That's a situation where a project or a service, uh, the requirements of a service slowly start to increase over time, little by little, right? Just bit by bit, because the customer thinks it should have more services than it was offered. And what happens? Well, usually the MSP doesn't want to overturn the, you know, the apple cart by reminding the customer that the extra service that's being requested is going to cost more money. 
So what does the MSP do? It just, you know, expands the scope of services a little more, a little more. And in an extreme case, that can result in the MSP not just providing free service. It could result in the MSP losing money, losing a lot of money, all due to the failure at the outset to properly provide guidance to describe the parameters and the limitations of the services being offered. Now, let's talk about how you are going to guide your customers. To do this, you need to pursue a few strategies. A single strategy could work, but multiple strategies will collectively result in better and clearer understandings. And that's what we're aiming for here, right? We're aiming for a better and clearer understanding of the services that your MSP business offers to its customers. So I'm going to start with strategy one. This is the concept of a services guide. This is a concept that I came up with about two years ago. It had not been done before in the industry. So if you see anyone else offering this type of thing, well, uh, tell them they should thank me or maybe stop copying me or, or both, but I digress. Think about the services for a moment that you're offering, okay? We're going to aim for a services guide. Now, I want you to think about all the various services that you offer. You probably have a stack comprised of lots of different vendor services that you can call upon you know, one by one in bulk, individually, to assist your customer's network, their security, or their compliance needs. And the reason why you offer those services, well, that's really known only to you. And by that, what I mean is that you have specific reasons for offering those services that are in your stack. And it, it might be because uh, those services integrate well. With, with other services, right? Or it could be that you simply like those interfaces and those services. It also might be that the price point is right where you want it to be. In fact, that's usually the reason, right? Why you're offering a service. Because it's a great service, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's the price that matters. So you're going to offer it at the, at the price that, that, that works for you. But whatever the reason is, whatever reason you have in your mind for offering the services that you do, if we sat back and thought about it, right, we thought about all the services you're offering and the services that compete with those, right, similar services, similarly situated services, we would realize, you would realize that there's a common denominator among all of these services, right? There's a common denominator among backup and, and file recovery services. There is a common denominator uh, among EDR, XDR, security training, right? Security awareness training. There's a common denominator. 24 by 7 online on-demand videos that teach the employees the latest uh, malware that might impact the company's business. That's security awareness training. And I'm not saying that all services are exactly alike, but they all have a common denominator. And that's a good thing. You know why? Because it means that you could provide guidance. You could provide a description of those services in a service-specific but vendor-agnostic way, right? Thinking about awareness training, 24 by 7 online on-demand videos. We're going to test your employees. They're going to be able to retest if they didn't do well on the test and they didn't understand the material. And we're going to tell you what the test results are. And we're going to do phishing campaigns, right? All of these things, 
They're common to all of these solutions. So what I'm saying is, you could describe these in a services guide. Think about that. A guide that describes what you're doing, how you're doing it, when you're doing it, the limitations of what you're doing, and the policies that you follow when you provide that service. And you don't have to mention a vendor's name. I didn't mention a vendor's name when I, when I said security awareness training, but you know, you could think about all of the, uh, of the big names out there. Uh, uh no before, uh, bullfish, secure breach now, uh, infima, uh, iron scales, to name a few, right? They all have common denominators. And I want you to think about creating a services guide for every service that you provide that describes what you do in a service specific way. That is how you are going to provide guidance to your customers. That's strategy one. Now let's talk about strategy two, the concept of a declination notice. Now, if you've listened to any of my broadcasts, or if you've read my book, uh, or both, then you know I'm a big believer in declination notices, right? Declined service notice. That's the kind of notice that you're going to send to your customer after your customer declines an important service. Now, that kind of notice protects your company from customers that try to claim later on that you promised to provide a service, despite the fact that the customer had declined it previously, right? There are customers that are going to say, you told me I was going to get MFA. Well, you declined it. Well, I don't remember declining it, right? That's the situation that you're trying to avoid. But you know what else it does? A declination notice also helps guide the customer. Guidance. Not only does it remind the customer about the service that was declined, but if your declination notice is written correctly, then it will also include a description of the service that was declined. This will not only protect you from scope creep, as well as general misunderstandings about the scope of your services, but it's also going to guide your customer in its understanding of exactly what vulnerabilities it's exposed itself to by declining your service. I mean, for example, let's say your customer declined multi-factor authentication. Okay, a declination notice could just say, hey, you've declined MFA, thank you. But that doesn't provide any guidance, right? That's, that's junky, that doesn't provide any direction. I would rather your notice state, look, you've declined MFA. MFA is a, uh, a type of credentialing defense that's extremely effective, 99% effective in avoiding phishing attacks. And without MFA, you or any one of your staff members might click on a link or respond to an email uh, that came from a hacker, and that could result in you losing your money or other people's money or confidential data. See what I've done there? I didn't just tell the customer that they declined a service. I described the service and I told them about the vulnerability to which they are now exposed. Again, not only does that protect your MSP, yeah, it does that, but it also guides your customer into reconsidering MFA because your customer doesn't understand MFA. They really don't. They, but, but then they read that notice and they think, gee, I didn't understand what MFA was before, but now you just scared the hell out of me. I think I understand it. Let's talk about this again. You see, it's all about guidance. Leading your customers down the path will not only help you avoid conflict, but it's the key to also avoiding misunderstandings and protecting your business 
from customers who really don't understand the scope or the value or the parameters of the stuff, the services, the advice that you provide, okay? The idea is provide guidance unambiguously, clearly. Keep this stuff out of the lawyer's hands. That's going to save you time. That's going to save you money. And that's what it's all about. Thank you for joining me on this 50th episode of the Technology Broadcast. I will see you next time. Take care, everyone. <laughs>